2: Old radio, old radio, old radio, old
3: radio, old radio. Comedy,
2: Comedy
3: podcast. podcast.
2: Welcome to episode fifty-six of season three of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Standard Brand was formed in 1929 and immediately acquired Chase & Sanborn, the company founded in 1862 by Caleb Chase and James Sanborn, whose main product was their coffee of the same name, imported by them and sold in the U.S. They claimed to be the first company to roast and pack coffee in sealed metal tins. Standard Brand began sponsoring their own radio show in 1929, the Chase & Sanborn Choral Orchestra, which was a half-hour musical variety program on NBC Radio with Maurice Chevalier as the star. When he left in 1931 and was replaced by host Eddie Cantor, the show was renamed The Chase and Sanborn Hour. The length of the show doubled and the format changed to a comedy and music variety program. The show became extremely popular, and Cantor was at one point the highest paid radio star in history. During brief absences, guest hosts would fill in for him, such as Jimmy Durante, who was so popular that he was given his own radio show. Cantor left in 1934, and the Opera Guild began on the Chase and Sanborn Hour hosted by Deems Taylor, and that concert series continued until 1935, followed by Major Bowe's Original Amateur Hour, followed by Do You Want to Be an Actor until 1937. After that, the host of the show was Rudy Valli, and then Edgar Bergen and his dummy Charlie McCarthy, who remained with the show for 11 years. During this period, the infamous Mae West guest appearance on December 12, 1937 occurred, and her Adam and Eve sketch caused such a scandal that she was banned from radio for many years. In 1938, Judy Canova and her siblings became regulars on the show. In 1940, the entire cast except for Bergen and McCarthy were dropped from the show, the length was changed to a half hour, and retitled the Chase and Sandboard program. Also in 1940, the show started the tradition of going on hiatus every summer for two months, which allowed the networks to fill the slots with summer replacement programs, which many times would go on to get their own sponsors and regular showtimes. The Chase and Sanborn program lasted until 1948. Now sit back and enjoy the December 3rd, 1939 broadcast of the Chase and Sanborn Hour.
0: This episode is brought to you by Bumble.
4: The makers of Chase and Sanborn
5: Coffee, the blend that's friendship in a cup, present the Chase and Sanborn Hour, and your host, Rudy Vallee. This is Rudy Valley saying hi-ho and extending a very cordial welcome to another Chase in Sanborn Hour. For our mutual friends, Donald Dixon, Edgar Bergen, and Charlie McCarthy, Robert Armbruster, and the Chase in Sanborn Orchestra. Say, Mr. Valley, could I have a word with you? Just a Mr. minute, Charlie. Mr. I still G- have something to say. Oh, so sorry. I'd like to add our warmest greetings to our special guests, Maureen O'Hara and Arthur Treacher. Yes, Mr. Valley, if I could ask you. It's... Wait, Charlie, I'm not quite through yet.
0: Oh, wound well, up tonight, aren't you?
5: Well, perhaps I am may i express the hope that all of you will continue to renew your friendship with chase and sandman coffee as steadfastly as you do with our show are you through now mr valley no charlie emphatically not <laughs> verbose valley <laughs> the verbal vinstorm <laughs> quiet all right petrified all right. don juan Ooh. i'll be forced to cut you down a peg ouch that hurts <laughs> <laughs> well it's all in fun charlie you know that no hard feelings. The American composer, David Guillaume, has truly captured the spirit of the Old West. I dare say. Donald Dixon sings one of Guillaume's characteristic (laughs) compositions of the great outdoors. Ride, cowboy, ride. A yodeling number, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ride him, Dixon.
6: Ride, cowboy, ride The sun is high and the prairie wide Ride, cowboy, ride The eagles cry as your pony side. Ride, cowboy, ride Cowboy, ride Cowboy, ride Cowboy, ride Cowboy, ride The wind is fogged, the flesh to hide Ride, cowboy, ride For night comes on like a silver tide And love will soon be at your side Ride, cowboy, ride Cowboy, ride Ride, cowboy, ride The top of the feet is a hearty inside Ride, cowboy, ride It's the sweet of your prairie bride Ride, go oh, ride Ride, cowboy, oh, ride
5: The Desert Song by Sigmund Romberg, a refreshing musical oasis of sentimentality and romance. From this popular operetta, Donald Dixon sings the title song.
6: as a dream.
0: Mr. Dixon. <laughs> you know Christmas is coming along very soon, and I'd like to talk to you about something. Charlie. Huh? Charlie. What? Will you please stop bothering Donald? Oh, please, Mr. Bergen. I have a personal matter I want to discuss with Mr. Dixon, see? Is that so? Yeah. What's it about? Well, it's um uh, it's confidential, see? I see. Confidential? Yes, confidential, yes. It's personal, see. Mm-hmm. All right. We we'd like to talk alone, see? I see. A low. All right, you go right ahead. Just the two of us, eh? <laughs> two. Yeah. T-U-U, two. Yes. Get it? Oh. Are you hinting that you want me to go? Yeah. Can you possibly get any other interpretation out of it? <laughs> well, Charlie, what are you up to now? Well, Mr. Bergen, I just want to talk to Mr. Dixon about Christmas. I see. Yeah. Not hinting at presents, I hope. Oh, no, no, no. No, you see, I'm going to work for my spending money this Christmas. I'm I'm starting a business. Oh, well, now that's fine. Uh-huh. And what is this business? Well, we've uh, we've opened a Christmas shopper's service. Oh, now that's nice. Mm-hmm. Here's my card, Mr. Bergen. Oh, yes, well. McCarthy and Dugan. That's us. Let us do your Christmas shoplifting. What? Shoplifting? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, typographical. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we lift your shopping burdens. Oh, I see. Yes, uh, we save you time and money. With us, your dollar not only goes further, but it goes faster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, Charlie, a Christmas shopper service. Yes, well, it sounds like a very good idea. Yes, you see, our theme song is... Well, all right. Shop, chop, chop, chop. <laughs> and who is in this with you? That is uh, Skinny Dugan and me. Uh-huh. We're the workers, you see. And uh, Stinky Van Snort is our uh, financial backer. Oh, fine. Yes. Sounds like a good arrangement. Huh? You have the experience and uh, Van Snort has the money. That's the idea, yes. After we get through, we'll have the money and he'll have the experience. <laughs> Charlie, I object to you taking advantage of Skylar Vance North this way. But uh, wait... I won't stand for it, that's all. Why, well, gee, wait. Now, Charlie, that's just out, that's all. Oh, gee, wait. Mr. Beggie, now, don't scold me. I'm just trying to raise enough money so I can buy presents for all of you. Yes. And maybe, maybe if there's a little left over, I'd buy myself just a crust of bread. That's
3: <laughs> 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 Just a crust.
5: What are you talking about?
0: Just a crust of bread, that's all. Maybe a few raisins in it. (laughs) One or two. Preferably two. (laughs) That's all. Charlie, you certainly can sing the saddest tune. How do you expect anybody to believe such a thing? Well, Well, you don't have to queer it for me. Well, I won't listen to it. Don't queer it for me, that's all. I want to talk to Sucker Dixon. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Dixon. Yes, Charlie? I have good news for you. You have? Yes. What is it? Well, Mr. Dixon, I am just able to squeeze you in on my list of exclusive clients for our Christmas shopping service. Just barely squeeze you in.
5: Well, then I'm at the end of your list? Yes, you are, yeah. You're at the front end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what do you charge for this super service?
0: Well, uh... You see, we, uh, we work this thing on a sliding scale, see? A sliding scale? Yes, yes, that's the way it is. Marvelous idea, too, yes, yes. We buy one gift for you, for our service charge is 50 cents, see? For the second gift, we charge two bits, you see, approximately 25 cents, you see? Oh, oh, I see. For the third gift, our service charge is only 15 cents. See how it slides? Well,
7: suppose I want to order four gifts... Who,
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the fourth gift will cost you 50 cents. You see, it slides right back up to 50 cents again. <laughs> you just can't stop it from sliding, huh? Oh,
6: Sorry.
4: never mind. I'll do my own shopping.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let me warn you, Mr. Dixon. It's awful damp in those bargain basements. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie... May I subscribe to your shopping service? Oh, Maestro, you're the last one. Just got room to squeeze you in on my list. Lucky you. What's your shopping problem? Well, I want to buy a gift for my little niece. Uh Uh-huh. I see. Well, how old is the little squirt? I mean, the little dog.
5: She's about ten years old. Uh-huh. I happen to hear her say that she'd like a pair of skates. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether she wants roller skates or ice skates. Oh, why don't you get her one of each? I don't think much of that. You don't, huh? I guess I'll get her a bottle of perfume. Perfume? Very
0: nice. Yeah, I can get you a very nice bottle of E.D. Polcato. E.D. <laughs> Polcato? E. <U> is right. <laughs> It's very flagrant And, and... kills ants, too Cross me off your list, McCarthy I didn't have you on it Mr. Bergen, how about you? I know You've just got room enough to squeeze me in on it This is embarrassing You know what I'm going to say before I open my mouth <laughs> <laughs> Well, Charlie, I admire your spirit And I'm going to give you a chance to earn some money Oh, good there's a little boy that I like very much, and I want to get him something extra special for Christmas. Yes. Yes. A uh, little boy. Yes. <laughs> About my age, would you say, offhand? Uh... Yes, yes. Do uh, do I know him? Yes, you do. A <laughs> uh, close friend of yours? Yes, he is <laughs> very close. <laughs> uh, does he uh, ever sit on your knee? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> May I suggest a gasoline scooter with a French horn? (laughs) Do you think he would like that? Oh, I'm sure he would. And for no extra charge, I can even have the initials put on the side, CM. (laughs) But I don't want that. Oh, all right, all right, no initials. Now, how about crating the scooter? Oh, you don't have to do that. It isn't necessary at all. See, I'll ride it home. Oh, but it isn't going home. Hmm? I say it's going to Iowa. What? Yes, it's for Mortimer Snurt. Mortimer Snurt. Send him last year's Christmas card. That's disgusting.
5: <laughs> From my treasure chest, I should like to have you hear a song that I've liked for years. In fact, it goes all the way back to a movie short which I made ten years ago. Its composer, Lester Lee, has romantically captured a warm spring evening under the elms of almost any campus. The song, Under a Campus Moon. Now that we have met once more, I must advise you, idolize you, I simply prize you, And I surmise you feel the same way, too Underneath the same old campus
8: moon A certain feeling has come a stealing You're so appealing, to. Fate ordained that we should meet again, dear Tell me truly that it's not the end Love splendid Let's blend it Why stand it here When we can both be together
5: Entire continent, from the city apartment to the cabin on the plains, a change is being made. It's been going on all week long, and here is the news
1: right up to date. And what it amounts to is just this. Nowadays, Chase and Sanborn dated coffee comes in the new drip grind. And when people find that out, why, naturally, they change to it. Because everywhere you go, you hear how good it is. In the first place, it's some of the best coffee that ever came off a coffee tree. And then our men have got the knack of roasting it, so every last bit of flavor and richness is brought right to the surface. And as soon as it's roasted, we're smart enough to handle our coffee like a fine, fresh food should be handled. We get it out to the stores in a hurry. We put the date on the silver package so you know it's freshly roasted. And no drip-grind dated coffee ever stays in a store more than ten days. Now, as a matter of fact, our fresh food trucks... Come around with a new supply every few days and there's where the saving comes in instead of putting our coffee up in expensive containers for storage we put it in silver packages to sell right away and that saves your money every time you buy it now you get that saving on the regular grind made for your percolator and on the new freshly roasted drip grind that everybody's talking about so try it tomorrow for really delicious, richer, fresher coffee, ask your grocer for Chase and Sanborn dated coffee in the new Drip Grind.
5: Talented a bit of loveliness as ever came from the friendly sod of old Ireland is our guest tonight, Maureen O'Hara. This charming young lady is living up to and beyond all press notices and expectations, and delighting critics and moviegoers alike, who mutually find her artistry something to marvel at. We feel sure that you will agree with this high praise of Miss O'Hara when you witness her splendid performance in RKO's forthcoming production, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Tonight, Miss O'Hara appears for us with John Archer, one of Hollywood's most promising young leading men, and with Charlotte Fredway, in an original radio sketch written by Hilda Lawrence entitled Rendezvous with Tomorrow. Presenting Maureen O'Hara. twilight in a sleepy little village, and in a small white cottage on the edge of town, two women are alone. One of them looks ahead, into nothing. The other, a faithful servant, watches and waits. Finally, she speaks.
9: Miss Judith, do you want anything? can I get you a little something? No, Maddie, I don't want anything. The doctor said you was to have anything you wanted. Did he? He said something else, too. Something he didn't mean me to hear. What was it, Matty? Oh, oh, that. That was good news, Miss Judith. He said you was going to get well. Real soon now, he said. How soon? Oh, Almost any day. Uh, You'll be better tomorrow, he said. And the next day, better than that. Matty, you're not hiding anything from me, are you? No, Miss. Yes, you are. Don't lie to me. There's been an answer to my telegram. Michael... Michael isn't coming, and you're afraid to tell me. That's it, isn't it? Mattie? he isn't coming. Oh, no, miss. There's been no answer. I'll bring it to you straight away, you know that. Why don't you stop worrying, Miss Judith? It makes you worse. I can't help it, Mattie. You don't understand. I treated Michael very badly at one time. I said stupid, cruel things. Maybe he hasn't been able to forgive me. He loved you once, didn't he? Yes, but that was ten long years ago. Oh, Maddie, I must have said the wrong thing in my telegram. Or perhaps I didn't say enough. Matty, I wonder if I made it clear how much I want to see him and that I'm not angry anymore. Did I? Matty, tell me what I said again. What did I say? You just said, I need you. I need you. I thought that would be enough. Miss Judith, I just got an idea. Do you know what I think? I think he was so pleased and happy to hear from you that he didn't take the time to answer. I think he just got on the train and come along. Oh, Mattie, do you think he would? Why didn't I think of it? Why didn't I think of that myself? Of course, that's what he'll do. He'd probably come without a hat and not a scrap of luggage. and You'll have to go down to the village and buy him things. Matty, Matty, when is the next train due? Most any minute now. But you lie still. You mustn't move. Then listen, Mattie. You'll have to meet him for me. Explain why I can't come. But don't say anything to frighten him. You'll know him, won't you, Mattie? I'll know him from his picture. Of course, he'll look older now. It's been a long time since... Yes, it's been a long time. He may feel a little shy at first, but you know what to do. Talk to him, Mattie, and make him laugh and bring him here, because he doesn't know the way himself. But I don't like to leave you here alone. I shan't mind for such a little while. Hurry. I'm going. And, Matty, leave the door wide open, please. I want to hear his footsteps. Yes, Miss. If he comes... Judith. Michael. Oh, Michael, I knew you'd come.
7: Nothing in the world could have kept me away.
9: Oh, Michael, I was afraid you'd forgotten me. You know, people do. It's been such a long time, and I've missed you so much. I've written so many letters and torn them all up. You see, I didn't know how you might feel about things now. And then I knew I couldn't live another minute without knowing. That's why I... Oh, Michael, you're here. Nothing else matters.
7: No, nothing else matters.
9: Darling, do you know how terrible everything's been? But no, of course you don't. Oh, there's so much I want to say, and I don't know where to begin. I used to lie here all alone with no one to talk to and remember all the things we used to do, and I wondered where we'd made the mistakes and where I'd failed. I'm afraid I wasn't very understanding, Michael.
7: Oh, hush, darling. We were both foolish, but that's all over now.
9: It is, isn't it? Michael, you should have been a doctor. I'm getting better every minute.
7: You look swell.
9: Do I? That's been worrying me. You know they won't let me have a mirror, Michael. Michael, how do I... I really look? Tell me.
7: You you look exactly like a girl who stood outside of Tiffany's one day and said... Yes. What did I say? <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> no, you don't remember yourself. You're just trying to trap me.
9: Oh, no, I'm not. I remember every word and every minute. I even remember a man who was selling tulips on the corner. Yellow. Now go on. Tell me about that day. Tell me exactly.
7: Well, we've been shopping for diamonds, no less. When you discovered that even the little ones cost more than I could afford, you very kindly said you didn't want an engagement ring anyway. <laughs> but
1: I'd rather have a dog.
9: <laughs> Michael, you're on a day older and I'm getting younger every minute. Did you hear me last then? I wish the doctor heard it.
7: Mm, let's see if you can do it again. Now, 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 remember the time when you came... Well, you remember the time, dear.
9: It's my turn now, That's I fine. know. Remember the time you tried to make me jealous and went to dinner with that girl who lived across the hall? No. Oh, Michael, you must remember that. She the longest eyelashes I ever saw.
7: Eyelashes? Oh, darling. Take your hand away from your face. What are you thinking of now? Nothing. Yes, you are. Tell me. Tell me what you're thinking. You must.
9: I'm only thinking about you and me. How we had everything and then somehow lost it all. Michael, I've almost forgotten what the trouble was. I only remember words and tears and how afterwards I was sorry but too proud to say so. And then it was too late. Michael... What did we quarrel about?
7: I've forgotten, too.
9: I wish we had those years again. I know so much more now than I did then. Michael, I'm afraid we've spoiled our lives.
7: No, no, Judith. I came to tell you about that. Our lives are just beginning.
9: You say that because you're sorry for me. You don't really believe it.
7: I'm not sorry for you, and I do believe it.
9: Michael. Michael, suddenly the strangest thing has happened. Everything in the world. It's all right now.
7: Everything is all right.
9: Oh, Michael, I wish I'd sent for you a long time ago.
7: Perhaps you weren't ready for me before.
9: Oh, darling. I wanted you every minute. But something held me back. Then, yesterday and today, uh, I couldn't bear it any longer. I had to see you. Only you. I, wa- I was afraid of being alone.
7: I know you were afraid. That's why I came.
9: You're never going to leave me again, are you? Never. Michael, do you think I'm going to get well? Yes. And everything's going to be just as it used to be? Just as it used to be. Oh, Michael, that's heaven. To begin again where we left off and go on and on. But I don't
7: want it to end. It won't end.
9: Michael, it's dark in here. Is it getting late?
7: Yes. Yes, it's it's time for me to go.
9: Oh no. No. Don't go. Don't leave me now.
7: Only for a little while. I'm coming back.
9: But I'm afraid again. Something may happen. Michael. Michael, you might change your mind if I lose you now.
7: Nothing can happen to us now. I promise. Oh, thank you, darling.
9: When shall I see you again?
7: Very soon.
9: But how soon? You see, I want to know. Tomorrow. Early? Early. Michael, if I'm asleep when you get here, will you promise to wake me up?
7: I promise. I'll wake you. Early. Tomorrow.
9: It's all right, Maddie. It's all right. Everything's all right now. Yes, ma'am, it is. He sent a telegram. Here, read it, darling, quick. A telegram? But why didn't he... Oh. Now I know. Now I understand. I'm mighty glad that everything's turned out the way you wanted. What does Mr. Michael say? It isn't from Michael. It's from his sister. She says... I regret to inform you that my brother Michael died ten years ago. Oh, Oh, Miss Judith, what are you going to do? Oh, Mattie, Mattie, I'm going to wait for tomorrow.
5: This is Rudy Valley, and the chase in San Bonara continues. The most graphic example of the old stage adage, the show must go on, is perhaps contained in Leon Cavallo's opera Pagliacci. The tragic story of the clown who performed his comic antics even while his heart was breaking. Donald Dixon sings the prologue from Pagliacci. <laughs>
6: I'll never let you
5: In Hollywood, when there is any butling to be done, and to be done in the grand manner, there's only one butler to do it, that icy tyrant of a thousand cinema pantries, Arthur Treacher. It's a real pleasure this evening to welcome the man behind the tray, the ever formal and humorously formidable Mr. Treacher.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. <laughs> Well, Arthur... Oh, Mr. Valley, how are you, old boy? May I be of
5: service? Yes, I imagine that's the word for treat, you're all right. Service. How does it feel to be out of the butler's pantry, Arthur? There, now you've gone and done it. Really, old man, you might think of others, you know. Why, Arthur, what's the matter? The matter? It's perfectly obvious, old boy. Butler's pantries, that's the matter. Why did you have to talk about butler's pantries? Well, I don't know. You reminded me of one, I guess, that's all. I reminded you of one? Do I look like a butler's pantry? (laughs) Well, as a matter of fact, Arthur, now that you mention it... Stop! I don't look like a butler's pantry. As a matter of fact, Mr. Valley, when I was but a bouncing boy... Oh, a bouncing boy were you, Arthur. Oh, a little bounder, if I may
4: say so. (laughs) Well, even then, friends invariably remarked to my mother... My, but if there's one thing little Arthur does not resemble in the least, it's a butler's pantry.
5: I'm convinced, Arthur.
4: Anything but a butler's pantry. Well, all right. Ah, that's it. Well, all right. Swing it, old boy. (laughs) Swing what?
5: Well, all right. You said it, didn't you? I'm beginning to see it was a mistake
4: already. Well, all right. Chip, chip, chip. (laughs) Chip, chip, chip. Eh? That's me, just a chop off the old block. Oh, rather good one. Oh, very good. Oh, 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 oh. What? Oh, rooty toot. Hep, hep. What is all
5: this, Arthur? Swing, old boy. Hep, hep. Oh, swing. Well, you needn't be so depressed about it. What does it sound like? I don't know, Arthur, but I didn't realize you went in for that sort of thing. Oh, definitely, old boy. I'm what you call a hep kitten. A
4: hep kitten? (laughs) A regular jitter insect bug creature thing, you know. Gets into your blood, mad fun. Hey, hey.
5: I can imagine.
4: Yes, sir. Hello, Joe. What do you know? Just got back from an operetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all that sort of thing, you know. And I'm a new man by Jive. I mean Jove, see, there it goes again. I haven't been the same since I sliced my first carpet. I can see it
5: <laughs> But Arthur, isn't this uh, rug cutting a little undignified?
4: Mr. Barry, you're just an old icky. <laughs> if I may, I'll go further i say you're an old Icaroo. No, not that. Anything but that. Sorry, old boy, but it pains me, but an Icaroo, definitely. Swing is not undignified. Not the way creature swings it. And how does creature swing it? With a red-hot Sussex sit-out, old boy.
5: <laughs> With a red-hot Sussex which-out? <laughs> a red-hot Sussex
4: sit-out. A new dance I worked up myself. Sounds great. Sounds great. No, no, old boy, you don't hear it, you do it. The conductor steps to the bandstand. The slush bumps of the chirp box start going to town. Everybody's swinging faster and faster and faster.
5: But there you sit. Just sit. Sitting fast, eh? That's it, old boy. And I'll tell you what we'll do. Some night this week, we'll make a date with a couple of girls, and you can see how the thing is done. You mean I have to have a date for no dancing? That's right, old boy. And will Wednesday night be all right for not doing it? (laughs) Why, yes, Arthur. We'll, uh, let's all not meet at my house and not go dancing from there, shall we? It's a date, or is it, old boy? I'm a little confused. You're a little confused. You're a master of understatement. Oh, I say, it's awfully nice of you to say that. But that's swing for you, isn't it? (laughs) Arthur, I, I just like to say this, but I don't think you know what swing is. Well, really, do I have to swing something hot for you? Gate? (laughs) Gate. No, you don't have to. I I mean, I won't be hurt if you don't. Won't you?
4: Won't you really? Well, Rudy, for you, I'll do it. Now, you just go and practice your Sussex sit-out... while Mr. Ambruster and I jive a bit off the elbow. Are you ready, Mr. Ambruster? Let's jam it down the groove. What? (laughs) A chisket. A basket. A brown and yellow basket. I sent a letter to my mater, and on the way I dropped it. I dropped it. I dropped it. Careless, but I dropped it. And a little girlie picked it up and put it in her pocket. She was walking down the avenue with apparently nothing else to do. She was stepping, 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 stepping all around. When she saw it, on the ground, my basket, my basket, my golden yellow basket. And if she doesn't bring it back, I'll really be most frightfully annoyed. What is it? No, no, no. What is it? No, no, no.
5: Some modern songwriters have put words to the melodies of the old masters, but Clarence Lucas decided to do something new. He borrowed from himself. Mr. Lucas added words to his own piano selection, an interlude, and the result is a song entitled Love is the Interlude, Life the Dream. And this is the song.
8: Night and morning, tears and laughter, welcome first and parting after. Here today, then away, a bubble upon a
3: stream.
8: all is clear joy and sorrow, hasten onward and pass tomorrow, I regretting you forgetting, love is the interlude to life, the dream.
5: down on a fine play, the applause is a clapping of hands. When a team does well in the playing field, hats fly into the air. And applause that comes in the marts of trade is very
1: much the same. Yes, sir, it's hats in the air and calls for more all over the country. Chase and Sanborn dated coffee in the new drip grind is going like a house of fire. And our fresh food trucks are rushing around top speed to keep up with the demand. With drip grind, you see, Freshness and lots of flavor are important. And that's where our roasting plants from coast to coast just fill the bill. It's out of the ovens, into the dated packages, and off to the stores. One, two, three. And the date on every silver package is a hard and fast guarantee of richer flavor and more of it. Because the coffee is freshly roasted. And no package stays in any store over ten days. Our salesmen come around every few days with a new roasting and that keeps your grocer's stock fresh all the while. They deliver the regular grind at the same time. So you can have dated coffee for your percolator if you make it that way. And there's a saving in that system too. By speeding up our deliveries and dating the packages, you're sure of freshness. We do away with the need for expensive containers. This silver package we use cuts the cost and keeps the price down. So any way you look at it, This coffee's just made for you. Get some Chase and Sanborn dated coffee in the new drip grind tomorrow. You'll see it's delicious.
0: Begora, Begora, a greeting Begara, from Charlie McCarthy to Marie O'Hara. Well, thank you, Charlie. That's a very lovely reception. You make me feel right at home. Well, when the McCarthy's and the O'Hara's get together, sure it's a reunion of the old barny. <laughs> sure, so it is, my boy. <laughs>
9: and uh, what have you cooked up this evening for this evening's session of the Charter Club, McCarthy?
0: Sure, and it's a play taken from one of your pictures, A. Eh, Bane cooked up. A. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bane? And. and... What kind of Irish is that? That's the Burgundy influence. <laughs> Anyhow, I thought it would be nice to present a scene from your picture. The Hunchback of Notre Dame? No, uh, Jamaica Inn. A scene which I have improved upon to such an extent that nobody will recognize it. Or even like it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delightfully modest, Charlie. And uh, what do you call this dramatic piece of bric-a-brac? Uh, I call mine, uh, Is Jamaica Inn... Long Island (laughs) Tell them about it, Bannon Our scene is laid at the Hotel North Located in the eastern part of the West Indies with southern cooking
5: The hotel is beautifully situated on a hilltop and overlooks everything Including service (laughs) During the action of this play, the curtain will be lowered for 15 minutes
0: To denote the passing of a quarter of an hour Uh, Charlie uh, do I get a part in this play? Oh, yes, Miss O'Hara. You play the part of a countess. Nice, huh? Oh, Charlie. Huh? Oh, yeah, what is it, Mr. Bergen? Uh, do I play a part? Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you play the part of a Swedish ambassador. Oh, a Swedish ambassador? Uh, yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. Of course, it, uh, it isn't much of a part. You see, uh, you decide to stop at another hotel... <laughs> So, uh, you don't appear in the play at all <laughs> Unfortunate, but so Curtain oh. oh, Sambo, Sambo Dixon Sambo, I'm calling you
6: I was hearing you all.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, why didn't you all answer all? I was busy doing some strenuous resting. Yeah. Well, did you take the ice water up to 212? No, sir. No, sir, I hasn't. Well, how about doing it now? No, sir, not now. I was sitting down. I Well, all right. I'll ask you sometime when you're standing up. See, did you spread the tax out in the roadway like I told you? Oh, yes, uh, I done that. Oh, you done that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a shortage of southern actors there. uh, You'll have to bear with us, Sam. Then we should have guests any minutes if
5: the tax is there. We should have... I beg your pardon, but may I have the key to room 316...
0: Oh, I'm sorry, but that room is occupied by the Duke de la Valle, who has retired for the night.
5: I am the Duke de la Valle. I just fell out of the window. <laughs> May I have the key? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here it is.
0: Better luck next time.
5: <laughs> Say, boss, there's a bar
0: coming down the road now. Yeah, boy, you sure... <laughs> sure put enough tax out there, then, huh? I I guess you did Ah, uh, tell you that punctures music to my business ears
4: good evening I have just had an unhappy incident all <laughs> of my tires started hissing
5: I don't blame them what will you charge for lodging until my tires will stand inflation <laughs>
0: Well, I tell you, we can give you a flat rate of three dollars, including tax. <laughs> and if I'm not being too impertinent, uh, what is your name, Arbister? I am,
4: uh, I am Lord Egbert T. Fripp of Frupp. Well, Frupp of Fripp, Bing. New, new, hmm. Egbert T. Fripp of Frupp, up. Oh,
0: That name gets on your coat. (laughs) Well, welcome, egg. Sambo, will you give a room key to this deadbeat? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, toodaloo. Good night. Well, good night. (laughs) Trip of fruff. Say, boss, did you all know who all he all am? Yes, All. He's a very famous man. He's a test pilot for revolving doors. (laughs) He am? Yeah, he am, yeah. Why don't you go out with him sometime on a trial spin?
5: Not me. I was dizzy enough now. You can say that again. (laughs) Most I beg your pardon. May I have the key to room 316? (laughs) (laughs) 316?
0: Why, certainly... I thought you went up to your room a few minutes ago.
5: I I did. I fell out of the window again.
0: Nasty habit you got in it? Don't you find it a bit monotonous?
5: Yes, a little bit. Thank you for the key. Sounds
0: like more business, huh? (laughs) Yep, it sure does. Ah, greetings, madame. Welcome to our humble little haven. Would you like to stop here with us? It isn't a question of what I'd like.
9: But I had tire trouble out in front of your inn.
0: Is that so? <laughs> Must have been those tags. Huh? I got two flat tires. Oh, only two, huh? Samble! <laughs> More tags. Uh, sign the register, please, madame. Oh, no.
9: I never sign anything unless my barrister reads it first. <clears throat> I am the Countess Dublin.
0: Dublin? Yes. From Green Apple. Oh, no, from Air. (laughs) Oh, to be sure, to be sure. Are you alone, or do you want a two-passenger room? Well, I'm traveling with Frances. Oh. And is that Frances in the corner?
9: Yes. uh, She's my cousin, twice removed.
0: Oh. Well, you can remove her again. (laughs)
9: I want the finest accommodation in the place,
0: please. Very well, madame. Sample? Yes, 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 and yes. Well, that's putting it on thick enough. (laughs) We know you're trying. (laughs) Show the countess to the royal suite.
9: Oh, how charming. The royal suite. Uh, It's really better than the other room. Oh,
0: decidedly so. It has a ceiling.
5: (laughs) Encore, I beg your pardon, but may I have the key? (laughs) Did you fall out of 316 again? May we know. Your boy gave me the key to the long room. I fell out of 312.
0: (laughs) Sambo, I'm getting awful tired of you making mistakes like this. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, sure enough, yeah. And I'm sick and tired of that southern accent you're trying to do, too, Dixon. Well, shut my mouth. That's not a bad idea. (laughs) Is there an actor in the house?
5: In the blackness of the night lies fanciful pictures and lovely dreams for those whose imagination can carry them into the land of unreality. Donald Dixon sings the very beautiful composition Visions. i of doing this Chase and Sanborn Hour is such a pleasure that I think all of us, Edgar, Bobby, Donald, and myself, regret seeing each hour end. But fortunately, there's one grand consolation. Saying so long tonight only means that we'll have an opportunity to say hi-ho again next Sunday. As for the days in between, may we offer a toast. A toast to our friendship for you and your friendship for us. A toast with Chase and Sanborn Coffee. Because Chase and Sandman Coffee is truly friendship in a cup. We'll all be back next week. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Dorothy Lemoore and Robert Ambruster and the Chase and Sandman Orchestra. Our guests will be Lansing Hatfield and Vera Vague. Until then, this is Rudy Valley anticipating another i hope. This is the National Broadcasting
2: Company. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce.
4: Thanks for listening. Thanks for